Welcome to Off Record On Point. And this time, it's a special episode with just me, Julia Linehan. I'm the founder of The Digital Voice, and I'm normally joined by Casey Long. But this session is actually just me, because it is a topic very, very close to my heart. It's all about sobriety, sober curious, mindful drinking, all of those aspects. And as a non-drinker of nearly four years, and as the co-founder of Spill, which is Sober Party Industry Lads and Ladies, this topic is close to my heart. And we thought we'd do a one-off session as we're about to start the awards and events season. Silly season is upon us. And we want to really put a call out to we want to put a call out to the industry that when it comes to events, when it comes to awards, please be mindful that there are many people, increasing numbers of people that don't choose to drink, choose to drink in moderation, are dipping their toe in sobriety um, and are looking to have alternative alcohol free options. It's all about inclusion. It's all about choice. And that's something that we very much recommend the industry take seriously. From my perspective as co-founder of Spill, Spill is there to provide a community, a WhatsApp community that exists really to support those that are mindful drinkers, sober curious um, or non-drinkers. And it's, um, I'm proud that it's a, a growing community. In fact, there seems to be huge momentum both in the UK and globally, for there to be less emphasis on alcohol. And for I, for one, applaud that. So in today's session, we have the pleasure of interviewing Mitch Cobb, who's the founder of Libra, which is a non-alcoholic beer based over in Canada. So I'm delighted to welcome Mitch and put the world to rights and find out what he's doing, what his beer's all about, and how you can make a choice to be a mindful drinker. First off, thanks for having me on the uh, on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here uh, and talk about all things sober, curious, and, and mindful drinking. This is a topic close to my heart. I'm coming up to four years as a non-drinker. I'm a big advocate of sobriety, sober, curious, mindful drinking, all of those. And I'm also proud. Weirdly, I've never. I never had drunk an alcoholic beer until I decided to stop drinking four years ago. And now I'm all over the non-alcoholic beers. So to have, to have you here with me talking about how you launched a non-alcoholic beer, I'm fascinated. So welcome. And let's start first. Tell, me, tell us all, tell me all about your journey to launching Libra. You know, my journey really started in 2015 when I opened up uh, Upstreet Craft Brewing, which is a... Uh, craft brewery here on Prince Edward Island uh, in Canada. And, you know, after being in the craft beer business for a couple of years, it just always seemed like there was an opportunity to have a beer. Everyone who wanted to meet with me wanted to meet over beer or, you know, we were having beers after work or, you know, a lot of the events that we were going to were craft beer related. So there was always this drinking element to it. And, you know, after a couple of years of, of being in the beer business, it was really starting to take a toll on my health. You know, I had gained a bunch of weight. I, I just wasn't feeling as physically and mentally fit as I, as I used to. And so, you know, I, I decided that I really wanted to reduce my alcohol consumption, um, you know, and, and so it was sort of spurred from that, you know, because I still wanted to go out. Um, I still wanted to have dinner with my friends. I still wanted to do all of the things that, you know, I, I used to do. Uh, I just didn't want to have the alcohol. And, and it felt at first really sort of isolating 
to not be a part of that social experience or to go out, you know, and, and drink a water or a pop. And, and so my business partner and I um, started talking about what it would take to make a non-alcoholic uh, craft beer. Uh, and so, you know, we started doing research and development in 2018, trying different batches, trying different methods. Um, and we launched our first product, uh, the Libra Pale Ale, in um, October of 2020. I said, you know what, I'm going to, I always use the expression, Mitch, change the ingredient, not the habit. And one of the things that I learned straight off is that I, I absolutely, I love having a non-alcoholic wine, non-alcoholic beer, or at exactly the same times that I would have had a glass of wine, uh, you know, and, and those, you don't change the habit. You just change that yeah. ingredient. And actually, I mean, I, I've, I'm, um, I'm a big ambassador of the fact that you all the things you think alcohol gives you, it actually does the opposite. So if you think I'm going to have it for my for social anxiety, well, lo and behold, alcohol gives you social anxiety. If you think you're going to do it for, mm -hmm. for uh, you know, if you're having a bad day, having a good day, it actually does the opposite because it's both a stimulant and a depressant. It just takes a bit of time to adjust to it. But non-alcoholic beers and non-alcoholic, any of the non-alcoholic, as I call them, adult drinks, I think what they've done is allow, I want to feel like an adult when I'm out. I do not, like you said, a pop or a glass of water. I don't want to stand there in a bar with a glass of pop or a glass of water. So I'm so grateful yeah. that people like you are, are creating these exceptional tasting drinks. Now, I wanted to ask you, Mitch, the UK leads the way in drinking culture. I'm not proud of it, but it is a fact. Canada, is it the same? Is, is drinking culture it's very much embedded in business socializing? And how much are you having an impact on that? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, drinking culture is completely ingrained in, in Canadian business culture. And, and particularly, I'm from the east coast of Canada, um, you know, and, and it's particularly ingrained here, um, you know, and, and we see it everywhere. And it's like you said, you know, you... you when you're having a good day, you want to celebrate with a drink. When you're having a bad day, you want to have a drink. When you're going out to a networking event, you want to have a drink. Or, you know, when you're having a meeting, uh, there just always seems to be an opportunity um, for alcohol. And, and really, it's sort of been ingrained in our culture that we celebrate um, with alcohol, uh, you know, which is, which is really interesting when you start to think about it, you know, that like this is something that's so ingrained in our culture that we can't even really imagine some of these celebrations or events without it but i think again that's because if you having an adult drink if i stand there with a bottle of i call it fake beer but it's not you know, it's the af beer i feel part of it i just don't i don't it doesn't bother me if i've got a bottle of um non-alcoholic beer i feel just the same but if i am standing what annoys me here when i go to big events here in the uk and big awards do's and I'll say, and all the drinks, by the way, as much champagne as I could get down my neck of free, as much wine. But I say, have you got any non-alcoholic beers or non-alcoholic? No, you can have an orange juice or a diet co or coke. And I say, well, firstly, I'm not 12. And secondly, if you're wanting the sober and sober curious to not stand out, you shouldn't be giving them a glass of orange juice. I mean, there's nothing more stand out as having that glass of orange juice. It's not inclusive. It's, it's really making people feel uncomfortable. Whereas a bottle of beer, it's just a bottle of beer. No one notices. No yeah. one even questions just because it hasn't, just doesn't have alcohol in. So simple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was really what drove us to start Libra. You know, we wanted to make, first off, we wanted to make a really great tasting non-alcoholic craft beer. But then we also wanted to put a brand around it that, you know, people would feel really proud 
of to, you know, to take into a party or to take to an event and, you know, and want to share it with, uh, with all of their friends and talk about it, you know, because there's such this, um, you know, such the stigma around people who don't drink. And, you know, like you said, you know, you go in and you get a glass of soda water and you drop a lemon in it and try and pretend that it's vodka soda or, you know, you you take your non-alcoholic beer and you hide in the corner and you pour it in a glass so that people think you're drinking a regular beer. And for us, you know, we wanted people to be proud to go out and and be choosing not to drink, you know, and, and not feel that stigma and really be part of that social experience, um, you know, and want to share it. And, you know, we've really seen that in the last couple of years since we launched, um, you know, that there's been a real shift in, in people's perceptions of, of not drinking, you know, because it does, it takes a lot of courage um, in, to go out, you know, and, and I don't know, it was a, a friend of mine who said, you know, like, it's, it's really badass to go out and, and to be choosing not to drink, you know, going out and drinking is, is the easy thing my, to do. I call myself a sober lush. And I love that because I'm still, I'm still the same. I'm just, I would say I'm slightly less annoying. I'm as loud, but just not quite so loud. I'm curious. You talked about the brand, the ta- you talked about Libra and you talked about creating mm-hmm. your own brand. Tell us about, I'm really curious about the taste. I love the fact that it's a craft, craft ale and the first one was a pale ale. Have you got distinctive mm-hmm. taste and what's your brand? What did you and your business partner, what did you envisage? Yeah. And so when we launched it, we really didn't want to just have a non-alcoholic beer as part of our alcohol lineup, so to speak. You know, we really wanted to innovate. Yeah, no, you know, we really wanted to have an entire line of non-alcoholic beers that had a range of styles and flavors so that, you know, people could really experiment and try different things and get excited um, about, you know, new products that are coming out. So, you know, we launched with our pale ale, um, and then probably uh, five or six months later, we came out with an IPA, um, which is, you know, a pretty typical hoppy beer. Then we did a, a Pilsner, which is a great, light, easy-drinking beer. Um, then we came out with a stout, uh, which just in time for winter. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we did a cherry sour. So, you know, we're really trying to push the envelope and, and continue to innovate in the space. And you know, really, um, they taste just like regular beers yeah. do. You know, they don't, you know, there's subtle differences uh, in terms of having the body because the alcohol really does add an element of flavor to a regular beer. But, you know, they're, they're pretty close and people, people love them. I actually know, I know, especially when I drink stout ones. I'm, I'm a stout or pilsner, not so much a pale ale or IPA. Um, but I always find I have to double check sometimes when I'm drinking like a stout that I double check going, it's really got no alcohol in because it tastes fantastic. I mean, they do. You're lucky in this space because the, the wines I have, I've got it's a couple of really incredible wine and champagne companies that are just knocking it out of the park, but they are few and far between. But with beers, it really tastes so similar. And I think one of the things that we really wanted to to focus this on and, and the, why we wanted you on this, Mitch, was dry January is such a big thing. So many people do it for their wellness, etc. And I think it's saying, actually, why not carry it on? What's stopping you? And I think sobriety and wellness do go hand in hand. You do feel better in so many ways. How do you think it's, it goes hand in hand? And, and I suppose how, you know, you said about it being it is really a lifestyle. It can be something you just bed in and that you, you just build into your life. 
like you said, they absolutely go hand in hand. And, you know, I mean, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination an, an expert or a health expert, but, you know, for my own personal journey, when I decided to reduce my alcohol consumption, which then led me to stopping drinking altogether for a couple of years because I just felt so great um, when I did stop, you know, I, I it impacted my sleep. You know, I was sleeping better. You know, I started tracking my sleep with a with an aura ring. You know, my my heart rate um, became better. My heart rate variability became better. My stress levels came down. I was more clear. I had more motivation. I started losing a ton of weight without even trying. Um, you know, it just it impacts every faucet of your life. You know, and and especially you know, especially your mental health, um, which was the biggest you know thing for me was just having so much more clarity. And I, I never considered myself, you know, a problem drinker. But, you know, like I said, I was just always having a beer when I was out or at an event or, or doing things like that, you know. And, and it, it does start to wear on you over time. You know, your motivation decreases. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. Mine was, my, mine was really the fact that I always say, you, you're given an allowance of hangovers in your life, right? You get a certain amount. I'd reached my limit. I'd actually used up <laughs> them all. And, and I just had no more left in. And I think yeah. that I hit my mid-40s and it started hurting. And, and when I run my own company and obviously it's, it, it, there's no one else to lean on. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to hide. And the difference in my energy levels, and it's no surprise that the digital voice has tripled, if not quadrupled, in every aspect since I decided to never have a glass of wine ever again. And I get it. It wasn't necessarily, people say, oh, will you be a problem drinker? I was like, no, just a standard media, media land drinker. <laughs> it's part of the culture. And one of the things I'd love to, you to let me know, let us know and let our audience know is, what do you think are the practical steps of how to normalize socializing without alcohol? What, kind, what would you recommend as those steps? I think the first thing that you know, people need to sort of come to terms with, I guess, is that, and it's interesting because there's been such a shift in the last couple of years where, you know, even two years ago when we were starting Libra, you know, there was, it felt like there was a hard line in the sand and either you drank or you didn't, you know, and if you didn't drink, it was because you had health issues or you were pregnant or you had issues with alcohol or you drank, you know, and, and that shift has really changed over the last couple of years to be a conversation around moderation, you know? So you can choose to go out for a night and not drink, or you can choose to do dry January, or you can choose not to drink during the week, or you can choose to go out and have a beer and then have a couple of non-alcoholic beers. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think if you can get over that hurdle, um, you know, then you can start seeing all of the different occasions where you know, I mean, we talked about it earlier, um, and I love that, like change, change the ingredient, change not the, ingredient, the, not the, the habit, mm. you know, because you can start to look at all of these, I don't know, opportunities um, where you would have the option to drink and ask yourself, like, do I really want the alcohol or do I just want to be part of the social experience yeah. or the social ritual that goes with the alcohol? Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's all of these occasions where alcohol doesn't really seem as necessary as as it did you know and so I think you know understanding that and really getting comfortable with that idea is is a really good first step and then you know I think there's so many 
um, great products out there, um, you know, that, that can help you. That can, you know, non-alcoholic uh, beverages, be it wine, spirits, or, or non-alcoholic beer, um, you know, that allow you to be part of that uh, experience and part of that ritual without having the alcohol, you know? And I think it, it's almost like, you know, once you kind of start experimenting with that and you reap the kind of health and wellness benefits that come with not drinking or not having a hangover, um, it's, it's kind of addictive in itself, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm addicted to feeling good. And it's, um, I love the challenge and I love the fact that I, I was a really good drinker, I would always say. And I, I kind of did it to, you know, if you don't do something, you go all out. And I kind of just really loved it. And, but I now really love being a non-drinker. I'm as proud, I'm, I kind of throw myself all in. And I was, but I've done the both. So I can absolutely categorically hands on heart say every single aspect of my life is better without alcohol. And it's yeah. not just, as you said, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Personally, I'm, da I'm that, just that kind of person. But I think it's showing that there is a, a different way. Um, and it is things like, for example, when, when you drink, often you, you don't even, you're chatting to somebody. You don't, after a certain point and a certain amount of alcohol, you stop being able to either A, listen properly, respond properly, um, remember properly, and all of those things, your judgment starts being impaired, and there's a tipping point. And as you said, having one alcoholic beer and two non, or having one non, you know, having every other, do it as part of your evening. And I think that's one of the biggest steps I can suggest, that, that there is that tipping point. Um, nothing, what is it? Nothing good happens after the bottom of the first bottle of wine. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely there's a point. Um, I've got a question for you, Mitch. In the UK... Yeah. Alcohol-free uh, is becoming a little, it's really building momentum. Lucky Saints mm -hmm. are launching their own pub. We've got Rev uh, not, um, Club Soda have their own pop-up bar. There's a lot of, lot of dry bars opening. What's your plans for the UK market? When can we expect to see more of Libra over here? Oh, geez, uh, that is a great question. Um, right now, there's nothing on the radar to move to the UK, but the UK is definitely... A place that we're looking at because it's definitely feels to be leading the way um you know in the non-alcoholic uh, movement so um you'll hopefully see us there in the next couple of years perfect wonderful it's been a pleasure to meet you mitch thank you so much um and really really best of luck and i look forward to certainly sampling libra oh it's been great chatting with you too julia take care and I think I'm going to finish this session with my three, I suppose, takeaways and top tips. And we talked about it during the session, but I really want to hammer home that message. Change the ingredient, not the habit. There are 750 different types of alcohol-free drinks out there. So much choice. And it's a, uh, try it because you'll be impressed when you do. Just give it a go. See how you feel. The proof is always in the pudding of just how effective not drinking can be on your lifestyle. And that's really also my third one. This is not drinking, choosing to not drink as much, choosing to be a mindful drinker or a non-drinker is a lifestyle change. It's a well-being change. And I think take that away in the same way you might make other changes in your life that's good for your health and your wealth have a look first at the not drinking option because I promise you it will have a significant and very powerful impact on your life. I'm Julia Linehan and you've been listening to Off Record On Point. 
thank you for joining us for another episode of Off Record On Point, the digital voice podcast unzipped. I'm Julia Linehan. And I'm Casey Long. Enjoy the conversation? Reach out and let us know by rating and reviewing on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow to never miss an episode. You can stay connected with us at thedigitalvoice.co.uk and across all social platforms. Just look out for The Digital Voice. Join us again next time for another undercover industry deep dive. All off record, all on point.